0: For February 7th, 2015, this is episode 12 of the PHP Roundtable. Today we have a special mashup episode with PHP Town Hall. The recording takes place live in a drunken stupor from the Sunshine PHP Conference in Miami, Florida. I'm your host, Sammy K. Powers. Hello and welcome to another episode of the PHP Roundtable.
1: Also, episode thirty-seven of the PHP Town Hall. Thank you for joining us tonight. We have a rock star fucking panel for you here.
0: Let's see who we got. You guys want to introduce yourselves? Hey, I'm Josh
2: Lockhart,
1: creator of the Slim Framework. I'm Ben Edmonds, who you're tired of seeing. I'm
0: Sammy Kay with
3: the PHP Roundtable guys. Sammy with you see, I'm Phil Sturgeon off of PHP Town Hall and whatnot.
4: I'm Matthew Weiroffini. I'm just a guy, you know. <laughs>
2: I'm Mike Still, another guy that nobody knows.
3: Sad. <laughs> I know you now.
2: For the IMDb know.
5: profile.
3: Yeah.
6: <laughs> give, me, uh, give me the mic. I am. Here's Mike. Uh, well, give me the mic. Hey, hey. How you doing? Oh, I'm just asked fascinated. So like, who I, are you? I am Sarah, and I am. I'm already drunk.
1: All right. We are live to you tonight from the Sunshine PHP 2015 conference, and uh, let's do this.
3: Yes. Hold on. There's also oh, one more. It. There's oh, right. also one the more member of the group to invite. people here. woo woo Sunshine hold on,
1: hold on. PHP people. We have one more person joining us tonight remotely because he could not make it. Why is that Possibly the most important person on this panel. Davey, you're
0: so
3: small. I'm sorry. Davey, you're so small I didn't see you there. There we go. (laughs) Now, this is a monumental occasion because uh, for the last uh, two years we've been doing PHP Town Hall, we've had a very strict no-Davey Shafik policy. And (laughs) and currently the policy is being waived because he snuck on here and I didn't realize.
5: (laughs) I snuck in through the round table. I told you I had to start my own podcast and and this was easier.
1: (laughs) Introduce yourself, please, Davey. Uh,
5: from Engine Yard and I'm home in Tampa, Florida
1: Riveting
7: <laughs> You're in Florida and you're not here?
0: Sunshine PHP is in Florida,
3: FYI We're going we're <laughs> to start naming where places are in the world now, I guess So. Uh,
1: What's our topic? Florida is actually like a really brain, small city right, so Actually, uh, actually
3: yeah. we're done and uh, thank you very much for joining us uh, We'll see you next week Um, So today, um, seeing it's a bit of a a mix of the two podcasts, we're going to try and combine the two styles. Um, So um, Roundtable is very much an open question situation. Uh, That's what Town Hall was meant to be, but no one ever asks any bloody questions. (laughs) Um, So uh, our theme for the Town Hall was going to be uh, API development, and we have a few people here that are involved with API stuff. Um, We also will be asking questions from the audience. So should we start with questions and then bang on about APIs later, or do you want to start with... API stuff, and then get get there after. Let's sure. start
1: with questions? I mean, I
3: asked you an A or B question, and you said yes.
1: Let's start with <laughs> questions and get an API question to
3: start us off. How thinking about a little that? Bit. Anyone hey. got an API-related question? Yeah. Gary, because I like him more than Luke. Oh. <laughs> I and mean, do you think you should have done the planning for the show before you actually started the show? Had the, you ever quest- listened
1: to the PHP Town Hall? <laughs> That is against our rules. Wait, 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 wait. wait, it's against the rules, and yet you planned one, and you brought me on. What the hell? <laughs> I was not involved in planning aspects of that. The question
3: you, from yeah. the audience was, "Do you think we should have planned this at all?" Um, the answer, of course, is no, because that would be ruining the consistent <laughs> theme of the PHP Town Hall podcast. Um, although the roundtable is usually fairly well planned, so I'm not entirely sure why he. We are to sign dragging
1: up Sammy down to our level.
3: It's okay, it happened on episode
0: three, the worst con special, so we're used to it. You see how the pros do it
3: now, Sammy. <laughs> so I'm gonna reverse my choice about which I prefer between Luke and Gary, and I'm gonna ask Luke what his question is. All right, so been a lot of talk about H3D, API, What do you think we could do to get people to code
8: to link relationships instead of URI? Well, I'll take that one. <laughs>
4: Yeah, we need to make it as simple as possible is what it comes down to. So it means modeling it somehow in the re- language or having user land models that make it simple. Uh, you know, <clears throat> app agility is something I work on, uh, and that's actually exactly what we wanted to do: is to make that as dead fucking simple as possible. And I just dropped the f bomb. Thank for Gary. you, Mr. For Gary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, no. So it's I, I did it exactly. This was exactly the thing we wanted to do. We don't want people to have to think about it. And in fact, it's an implementation detail for most people. And then they gradually learn and go, oh, wow, I've got these links. What are they? They ask us or they read the documentation and they start understanding how that works. But if we make it as dead simple as possible, that's the easiest way.
2: I think just to add that too, people need to understand what REST is. Like People talk about these APIs and what they're building. But unless you truly understand what you're building and how REST API works, you're not going to take advantage of things like hypermedia or you know, this little known code on demand aspect either.
4: Uh, just one other thing. Uh, Phil reminded me. Um, uh has been starting a new uh, proposal process for uh, p- the uh, framework interop group, and it's actually around links specifically. And so we're uh, actually trying to de- find just an interface for linking to make that easy in PHP, make it something that people can just code to very easily and tools can code to. And then you can start figuring out how you're going to represent it based on what you're doing. So-
3: Question over there from Evan.
8: Yeah, so we're seeing this huge like revolution
9: on the server side for APIs as far as making it nice and easy to create these links and all sorts of other fun hypermedia stuff. Are we gonna start seeing the same momentum on the client side taking advantage of all this really cool shit that we're doing?
3: So yeah, the um If we can try and keep our questions short, because they need to be repeated, and there'll be a one-minute gap of silence.
1: In other words, fuck you, Evan. (laughs) But but thank you for the sponsorship, which we will get to momentarily.
3: So the question was about, um, there's a lot of work being done to to work on link data with with the server side, but also the the client side needs that too. Evan, is that about right, or are you talking about the beer that you'd like to get now?
1: How about you walk up to the mic, Evan? Let's do this.
3: Yeah, that's, that's a good idea because we can't really hear it. Um, yeah,
1: people walk up to the mic.
3: Over here. Edit point at 21 minutes 48. Um, Evan, come and ask the question again.
1: Yeah, they're sponsoring. We'll get there.
3: <laughs> All right, so my question
8: while Gary's taking beer orders on my credit card. Whiskey um, <laughs> is
3: just hang, just hold on a minute. We're going to edit it. We're going to edit this whole section. Just hang on a minute. We're going to edit this out. It's
1: fine. Dave. We will tell you when you should stop editing. When we get
3: started back. I'm sorry, man. This oh isn't God, being streamed live at all. Yes,
7: it is. Oh, yes. because... Yeah. Okay.
3: I like that I'm not the one messing it up though. That's fun. <laughs> all, right. all right. Oh, it's oh it's
7: no. <laughs> Oh. Oh, oh! This guy. This guy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's trouble.
1: Okay.
7: Okay. All right. Focusing. German,
1: German. I, I never, I never, you knew. I never <laughs> knew. I never <laughs> knew. All right. All right. At so. Point now, Evan's question.
9: The question that Phil tried to figure out um, tried was
0: to <laughs> <laughs> tried to dodge was we see like this whole revolution on the server side for APIs and. Um, all sorts of fun rest stuff, hypermedia and and, um, those types of standards. But uh, when are we gonna start seeing or are we gonna start seeing the same type of revolution on the client side of the API thing and consuming and taking advantage of all these links?
3: Yeah, so I think the way that that's being done so far is uh, there seems to be a large movement around the JSON API standard um now the json api standard is something that i personally really hated for a long time and i i kept bumping against it, and it, it it's it's very focused around crud applications and the rest api isn't just purely crud they, they have things like you know post must be create and put must be update and all these really specific rules about like you must have an id on a put and that's not always true um there, there's a lot of problems with the json api standard but it is um the 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 best option that we have for a standard uh, standardization of these things. Um, so whilst I personally have always been uh, more a fan of um, embedding-related uh, data, much like Facebook uh, did or does. They change it every week. Um, nah, <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> I'm being fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> whilst embedded versus sliding and all these various things, the JSON API uh, standard is the best standard that we do have, and we are starting to see it being picked up very heavily by... Uh, the client-side community. So Ember.js are very, uh, very, very, very involved with, uh, with JSON API, it's a lot of the same people involved in making it. Um, and both, both Rails and Ember.js are very interested in, in taking JSON API and using that as a standard. So whilst they don't... Yeah, I know. The weird thing about Howe is that I was looking at a blog post about the guy that originally started off Howe, and he was saying, it, it looks like Howe was done just as, as a random experiment in someone's afternoon. Uh, the way that he described it was like, we really need to start making linked data be more of a thing. And so I decided to try and make a standard, and then, oh, look, I did one, and now we're done, and it works. And it seems more like a, a, a kind of a half-assed thought than is, – is the person in the room? Is the person in the room? Is, is, is it Mike Stowe? Is someone
7: – Yeah, well, hold on.
3: Disagree, Mr. I Mike Stowe has that. an
1: interjection. To yeah, so those that suggestion. don't know the rules, sorry we did not say, if you want to speak next, please raise your hand. That helps us do an easy transition oh, to the, to the, the next back. speaker. Oh,
2: yeah, no, I, I have to disagree. I think JSON API is a good spec out there. But uh, Hal is definitely uh, one of the most recommended specs out there as well. And we have to give that a lot of credit. I think one of the biggest challenges for people using hypermedia isn't the hypermedia.
1: <laughs> There's a certain word you could use that would stop all this you know right what? now. Be focused.
2: <laughs> I have a safe word. <laughs> Yeah, answer. Um, So, with that, I I think our problem is we haven't figured out hypermedia exactly. Like, we have these linking uh, aspects here, but it only tells the machine so much what they can do with it. So, I think as hypermedia, you know, extends and evolves, we're going to see more clients having more options. But the first step is to get more APIs taken advantage of it so we can learn from it and get things to take care of it. And, Sarah, seriously,
6: what do you think about this? I disagree with everything you just
10: said.
2: That's from Facebook. (laughs)
1: All right. I would also like to introduce. We were just joined by Miss Erin O'Neill.
10: Hello, Erin O'Neill here. Oh my God, there's a video. Hi, Davy. Yay. I'm a little confused though because you guys are um, talking about programming, and I was just led to believe that's not at all what we were doing here. Okay. Cool. Perfect. That's better. (laughs) I feel way more relieved now.
3: I, I usually have a solid rule for conferences that after eight o'clock I don't know what a computer is, but I'm breaking it purely so we can hang out and talk <laughs> about this stuff.
10: Also, I'm unclear if we're doing PHP town hall or the round table.
3: Yes. Yes. Uh, yes.
6: This is far more round table because if this were town hall, we wouldn't have to be this organized.
10: Fair enough. But I I have Ph- had the round PHP round th-
3: hall is the official name for this evening's antics.
10: I've had the town hall song stuck in my head for like an hour though. <laughs> ah! I must have just heard it psychically.
3: So who has another question for this wonderful panel?
0: Mr. Cal Evans. Oh, my goodness. Mr. Cal Hi Evans. There. Hi there.
4: Uh, Mike, in your um, talk, you made the statement, if it's not hypermedia, it's not REST. Defend.
2: <laughs> ah, nice. <laughs> so I, I'm going to make this really easy. REST was defined by Dr. I. Fielding. And and his blog, he said, look, if you don't use hypermedia in your REST API, it's not REST. I don't care what you call it, call it something else. Uh, and If you look at like, I did not, I did, I did mention it though. Uh, and actually, if you look at the uh, REST constraints within the sub-constraints of the interface, hypermedia is one of the constraints that he has in his dictation. So
3: an, another dictation. interesting way of putting that is if there's a few articles uh, around called the, uh, the 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 layers of REST, um, and it's I think it's called like a swamp of pox or something. Um, <laughs>
4: Yes. Okay, yes. The, uh, um, you... No. No. Yeah. It's well. Yeah. I know all of these. Yeah. The first level uh, of maturity. It's the um, Richardson maturity model. Yes. And it's the uh, level one is a swamp of PoX, which is you're doing post with XML, well, and that's why it's PoX. It could be. Yeah. It could be. It could be JSON. It could be YAML. It could be whatever the whatever you want to put in there. But the idea is that you're just doing post as your method, and you're throwing crap at it, and it comes back. It's completely non-cacheable. And so you're not doing a great job with that. And you're also always going to the same URL every time, the same URL. So you have to transmit information about what you want to actually have done. Level two is you're going to start using URLs, which is really cool. That's great, because now we're not having the same URL for everything. Level three says, okay, let's go a little bit further and actually use HTTP verbs for what they're designed for which is fantastic, but level four, which is the top, I rather level three. It's zero, one, two, three. Sorry. Um, (laughs) Because we're programmers. uh, So level three. Yeah, yeah. So level three of the Richardson maturity model is hypermedia. So you've done all these other things, and now you add hypermedia linking, which is what HTML gives us in the first place, right? And so it's just taking that to the API level.
3: Uh, The only negative uh, feedback I've seen about the Richardson um, maturity model is that um, it suggests that there are uh, multiple levels of rests. There isn't. There is, there, you are, it's binary. It's either rest or it's not. Um, whether that matters or not is a completely separate question. But the, uh, the Richardson maturity, uh, maturity model, how words are hard, is that um, if you have hypermedia, then it's rest. And if you don't have hypermedia, then it's not. You have to, you have to reach level four or three. <laughs> you, have to reach, you have to reach the top level of their maturity model to, to be rest. Otherwise, it's not a thing. Everyone's having a quick quick awkward pause because there's a few <laughs> jokers at the back that decide decided to start waving and dancing. Uh, hello there, Erica, Heidi, uh, and... We're not
6: going to name them, but their initials are Anthony Ferrara.
7: <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, I'd like to take a
1: quick break to thank Rove, our sponsors of tonight's podcast. Woo! Woo! They had supplied the drinks, and they were going to slip me $100 after this is over. And, uh... If you need software development, please contact them.
3: Is this the first time we actually got a sponsor?
1: It was actually Sammy's fault that someone trusted us with tonight.
3: (laughs) The guy with the hot dog hat says, "Aaron." (laughs) So should we uh, should we field another question, sir? Let's do it. Who's uh, got a question?
1: Couscous. Question time.
3: Yo, if, if you don't ask a question, then I'm just going to start talking about my turtle for a while. So.
6: Uh, I have a question. Where's the alcohol? <laughs> oh.
3: Anybody can answer this,
9: or multiple people can answer this. How do y'all feel about patch, and which
1: specification for it oh. do you prefer? Patch does not exist.
4: No, 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 no. Patch exists. You know what I like, because we... <laughs> you helped me with that agility. I, I There's two different models that I see. One is that you have a, some sort of specification, and it's like a command, uh, a set of commands that you're going to execute. I hate that because it's freaking impossible to implement, uh, and it's really impossible for the, the clients even to try and code for. So I like the idea of it's, hey, this is a portion of the representation that I want to change, and that's where I go.
6: I have a dumbfounded look on my on my face because all I know of patch is the command line utility, and you must be talking about something else. Yeah,
3: uh, HTTP patch. <laughs> so HTTP patch is the the least uh, respected, known, cared about verb in in the HTTP world. And what's really weird is that so so put and patch are both used to update a resource, and the way that they are used to update a resource, or that they can be used for other things, it depends on a bunch of different stuff. But um, one of the one of the most common confusions is that because they can both be used to update a resource that they most they must both be the same thing and something that frameworks like Laravel um, do and something that Ruby on Rails also does, which I'm getting fixed for an upcoming version is um, they they, the the routing system if you use like a restful resource Mm -hmm. route and they kind of set up all the get post put delete stuff. Um, then they end up, uh, you look at the, the routes table, and um, it has like put slash patch equals this URL, and that's really messed up. Um, Rails and Laravel both, as along, along with many other frameworks that I can't think of right now, um, they both treat them with this exact same thing. They both route them automatically to the same uh, controller method, which is just really bizarre, and they're meant to do two different things. Put is going to be, here is the entire resource, save this entire item exactly as this is. This is completely idempotent because I can do this, do this 100 times, and you always know what the entire exact answer is. Whereas Patch is going to be like, I want to change a status from this to the other. I don't want to have to send every single field in. Um, for, the, for the easy example of, imagine updating a profile um, on, on your mobile phone and on the website, and you change your biography on the website, and then you change uh, your, your username or your email address on your mobile phone. Before that has been pulled down, you're going to start undoing changes that you've done before. Thank you very much, there, Gary. That's that's impressive. No,
1: Thank I you to Ro for sponsoring tonight's podcast.
6: Until just today, really and that sounds pretty right. effed up. Oh no, this is yeah. okay. Good. Like that, you don't do that. You don't treat a put and a patch as the same thing. It's really common. That is effed up. That is that is. Hold on, let me grab a verb. That is functionalist up. <laughs>
7: <laughs> that
0: was very offensive, sir. Yeah, comment.
6: Come on.
11: So. I understand the difference between put and patch, because patch, like you Where's said, is open? for um, making an update to a record, which you only send limited data. Like, I only want to update the name, I only want to update the address. But your, your statement was that frameworks like Laravel and others map, put and patch the same thing. Well, that is nothing to do with, that's them. I mean, they could be handling them properly. Like, you patch something, it only patches the two things, and they just <laughs> route to the same controller, because that's how their underlying ORM works. So. Hating on it for that is more of implementation than it is for its usage, right? Yeah. Okay. So.
1: so what he's really asking there is that it's an implementation detail. It's not yeah, so I necessarily mean, the that, framework's fault, right? But so it's up to you to know. use it correctly. Yeah. So I would basically agree with you. It's kind of the back to the question of should frameworks do everything for you or should they allow you to to <laughs> fuck up if you want to really, write your own actions, right? Really
11: yeah, for real.
3: Yeah. So the, the, the point uh the point there, the follow up to the question was um that certain frameworks might default to doing things in a certain way, but you uh you probably have the option to to uh, make them work how you want. Yourself, right? Um, and absolutely, you, you definitely can. So I can handle um, PUT and PATCH completely separately in my um, in my Rails and my Laravel application. I'm experienced with both. I know how they work. Um, but that's the, that sounded sarcastic. I wasn't trying to be a, a person there. Um, the problem is that they do that by default. So there's a lot of people that that don't quite know how this stuff works. And as soon as they see PUT and PATCH equals the same thing, and and that's how it works then they assume that's how it works. So um, every every framework that defaults to doing something dumb and then you can like change it and then not do the dumb thing, it's still a problem because they're doing a dumb thing in the first place. Um, so you always have to be very cautious about the framework defaults. And if they are doing that, then you should talk to them. I've been talking to the Rails, uh, uh, people on the core Rails team, I work with one of the core contributors who's very much responsible for the um, Rails API code that's gone into 4.2 and actually made Rails a great place to make an API. Um, Sorry, I'm at a PHP conference, please don't kill me. But but he's been working on these features, and I kind of explained uh, our API that we make right now. Uh, we don't actually have any patch functionality in there, we uh, because also Ember.js is a little bit behind on that stuff too. Um, but our entire system, if we want to change, if we want to update a record to change a status, we have to use a post a put request. We're missing off loads of fields, and we're we're basically um, using uh, using put like it's patch because the Rails API gets well confused if we try and do it differently. And whilst we could mess around Rail Hub the system to make it better. It's, it's just too much effort to do so, so it's, I, I don't hate either framework. There is no hate towards either of them for doing the way they do their things, but they are objectively object, objectively wrong, and that's quite damaging for the community because people that don't know more than the framework developers are assuming the framework developers know more than they do, and they're looking at them saying, oh, then I must be wrong, and they're doing bad things because of that.
6: This is a PHP conference. There's plenty of room for hate on the Rails framework. <laughs> we're okay with
1: that all right next question please I'll take I'll take this. There
11: you
3: go. we're running a little bit low on the questions, so i'm gonna i'm gonna throw one out to mike so uh so mike you did a um
4: that
3: uh, was so rude <laughs> edit point number 75 uh ralph could you uh, pop up here and uh, ask a quick question
1: When... this is not just for Sarah, this is for drunk Sarah. Okay, that works.
9: Um, Jason, is, Jason's right. popular. So when will PHP natively decode JSON when the content type of the request is application JSON?
3: Oh, are you asking? Sorry, are you asking about uh, whacking Jason into post? If that if that is the content type, yeah, he, like, he is. If he somebody is.
6: posts Jason and says the post content type is text, Jason. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Write the code. Submit the P- poll request. Okay.
0: Alright. Well, what would it be converted to? I mean, we're talking about like an array, a collection of no, just a, it would just running JSON
6: decode. Yeah, you would just JSON oh, and it winds yeah. up in post. That seems reasonable to me. I'll vote for that. Let's make it happen.
3: <laughs> this guy, Anthony is violently disagreeing. So hang on, we're gonna we're gonna wrap Andy up here in one second, and whilst he's walking over, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a quick response. The trouble with that is that um, if you start whacking Jason Body into the post super uh, global, then what happens when they put Jason? Do we have to add a put super global? We, we, it's the, all of these things. Uh, the way the PHP currently handles HTTP stuff is not necessarily the best in the world. It represented the world at the time, but currently it's a bit different. Um, so if we continue down the line of trying to whack it into the system that it currently does, then that's not the best way.
6: I, I completely agree with you there. Like from a That's pure the first time this ever happened. Yeah. Oh, OK. Everybody, I completely agree with Phil Sturgeon on this point. Like, it's sloppy that we put all this crap into Post. And we put other stuff into posts that aren't posts. But this is PHP and YOLO, and we don't give a F. So I, like, what's the, what is the worst thing that's going to happen if we take JSON encoded data on a put request and throw it into Post? You still have raw HTTP data. You still, I mean, it's a convenience. It's just yeah. what all it is. And we named it badly. OK.
3: Well, it was named it post
4: again. because everybody. that's all we ever did. All we then, ever did right? was get in post, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, really, it should be like underscore body or something if like it was that. Right? If it was
3: query and form. Well, that
6: would be close. Or content or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So was OK, so what if we introduced content? And that is Minus one. what's in there. And in the case of post
12: requests, that becomes a reference to content. Anthony, Anthony one, is
3: chomping at the bit to answer this question.
12: Minus one, because there's a couple problems in here. One is multi part MIME types. So, one is multi part MIME types. All right, all right. So, basically, the problem comes in where you may have one part of the multi part content that's form encoded. One part that's JSON encoded, one part that's form encoded, one part that's a file, and one part that's some other weird encoding XML or something. And the second that you try to say, well, there's one body of request, there's one hash table of results, all of a sudden, what order do you parse them in? How do you then merge the results together? I have an
6: answer for that. I have an answer for that. Exactly, yeah. When, when the top-level content type is... You know, multi-part, or sorry, when the top of the content type is URL encoded form data, there is no you top. do what you do now. No, there is, of course, at this top. there's top. There is, well, yeah. Okay. A multi-part has a top level, and that top level is multi-part form data. Multi. My multipart, it whatever it's It's called.
4: multi-part form data, and then you get different parts.
6: And the individual there. sections are individually content typed. Yeah
12: it's multi-part form data or is it just multi-part
6: it's multi-part it, it,
4: form data is the it's, multi-part, type. It's, multi,
6: it's multi-part something yeah.
4: it's, I know I yeah, I know this yes, really yes. well right now
6: <laughs> whatever it's called like don't get hung up on details here so yeah. when it's not a multipart it's really clear how you handle it you just say okay decode mm-hmm. it according to the right rule when it is multi-part then maybe you have um, your content variable be a you know a vector of all those elements so the zeroth element is whatever its type is decoded appropriately and the first element is whatever type it is decoded appropriately. So you have an array of arrays basically is what you wind up with.
12: I don't like parsing at the language level things that the application should know about and should know how to handle. So I prefer something like the HTTP messaging where the application, sorry, the server level or the PHP level doesn't really know about the content, doesn't really care about the content because the content is something for the application to interpret. You just hand a representation back to the application and then have cheap parsing tools or whatever to actually then pull apart that content in the application where it's semantic. So if in your application, you want to treat JSON the same as a port, uh, the same as a uh, post, the same as XML, you can make that decision, but.
6: Okay. So by that logic, should we get rid of get and post and, and all those other kind of variables For
12: A certain type of code. Yes. Not, I wouldn't suggest pulling them from PS simply because of legacy reasons, and because of the the low end. If you want to write a procedural application, just use GET and POST. That's fine. You want to write a RESTful web service, use a micro framework or something like that. Ahead of it,
4: we were talking about this. Actually, Anthony and I both were talking about this earlier today. Because with the uh, PSR-7, the HTTP message interfaces, this is the one sticking point we still have right now is the body parameters, and right now it's. It has to be post is what we've said. But usefully in APIs, it's completely unuseful. I, I don't know what's going on right now. No, <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, so it's a, right now, It's for APIs, it, dollar post is never even relevant at all. Yeah. And so we have to do something differently. And uh, what it's come down to is we know that we'll likely decode it into either an array or an object. It'll never be anything else. And so we're having to kind of make a compromise that it's Mixed, it's going to be one of those two. Should it be something at the language level? I'm not actually sure. Uh, because, as he says, you know, I may actually want to take that incoming uh, object and I see it's Adam, and maybe I want to pass it to XML reader. And now my, I'm going to have an XML reader object that I want to use and pass around my application instead. So
5: I don't, I don't think it's. It, it, sorry. sorry.
4: Sorry.
5: I, I don't have hey. hey.
3: um, a <laughs> you're, hey. you're still here.
5: So. One thing to consider also is that like you may not even want to parse it, right? So like you get sent uh, an XML blob, you may just want to store that as is. Why would you want to parse that into anything? Um, So I really think you have to leave it up to the application layer.
0: (laughs) Jeremy just cannot imagine. Did you know Davey was spying on us? Okay.
7: (laughs) Do you, internet? (laughs)
6: All right, all right. So, so what I what I'm hearing you saying is that our GET and POST variables make sense for legacy purposes, and they cover the the really simple web apps that PHP does well and is really well known for. And then for something that is maybe a little bit more purely designed, something that's got a proper REST framework around it, we just leave that to the framework because they've got the raw data. And whether, as Davy says, they want to just store that data without parsing, and, and or, we don't leave
4: it to the framework. We leave it to the fig group, really. A... Yeah. A... <laughs> didn't I fucking leave that place
7: <laughs>
3: I have no idea why you came back <laughs> you opened yourself up to a whole sea of bullshit by oh, walking back into that room
12: I'd like to make just one tiny clarification of what you said I agree pretty much with what you said the one thing I would change is that PHP as of course shouldn't be opinionated around how you deal with that restful, that restful uh, application
6: it can certainly, be f- certainly not, but I think we should provide the APIs to do it easily. Like is yeah. isn't writing a full RESTful client, but they do want to deal with some of those types of requests. I think it should be really easy and straightforward to just say process this multi-part data and just deal with the types that are in it and just give me something that I can work with hey, well, as feature.
12: And, and if that's a user land function, meaning like a, a core yeah, function exposed to user land, land. Yeah. then that's awesome. It doesn't I just,
6: have to be yeah. a request in a thing, it can be yeah. a user land function.
3: To to quickly throw this over, um, I feel like this is potentially what the PSR-7 is meant to be. Do you anything? Is that close, Matt?
4: It's partly that, but it's not entirely. I mean, with the body parsing, it's still going to be up to the application to figure out what it needs to do to parse the body. But one of the other things we talked about uh, during the OnCon yesterday, Anthony mentioned that perhaps there might be additions to the language in terms of like functions, procedural functions, that we can then say pass us in, uh, you know, one of the super globals, or in this case, the uh, PHP input stream or something, and it would give back something that I can then seed my request and response object from PSR 7 with.
12: Yeah, put the the complicated stuff that's hard to do in user land, the string parsing, et cetera, like that, put those, expose those to user land via simple functions so you can pass that multi-part body from user land back in and get a structured representation back out, but leave the stuff that's fast in user land in user land. There's no reason that that needs to be in core. There's no real benefit to it.
0: I have a question because I usually ask questions on PHP roundtable. Because um, this might be a Jeremy question. I'm not really sure. But how is HTTP 2 going to impact the way that we write APIs today, or will it? Is, is that a loaded question? <laughs> Oh, okay. (laughs) Does anybody know? It's
3: going to be scary. Nobody's read that spec. Nobody's read the HTTP
0: 2 spec. Actually, I think
3: Matthew's got this one. I've I've mostly heard that HTTP 2 is about the transport layer and less about kind of the actual message, so it's not too crazy nuts different.
12: Well, I think part of the problem, and I've read a little bit into the HTTP 2 spec, and I read more of the speedy spec, which it's based on. The problem is it doesn't really do that much with the content, But it interlaces content in streams, so you have to be able to prepare, like if you're writing a server, you have to be able to take in multiple streams at the same time and parse them at the same time, which could be two completely different requests They come in interlaced on the wire. So if you're writing something like React or Node.js, it all of a sudden becomes a lot more complicated.
3: Davey, what's
5: up? I don't think that's something we're going to be dealing with at language level. That's going to be, uh, you know, Apache, Nginx, they're going to handle that for us. I don't think we're going to see that.
12: I think that's, in today's model, absolutely. Um, I would question whether that's going to be the model in five years. Um, Potentially, I'd even question if a lot sooner than five years. (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Right, Web servers and PHP. It's PHP, PHP roundtable. I'm gonna mic. It drop. just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Everybody will be in it at the end. So, yeah. You guys. <laughs> so we just got mic dropped. Did the PHP round table just get mic dropped by Anthony Ferrara? I think it did. Everybody in here is <laughs> on. Yes. And and we definitely. And want they're also everyone... on the
3: town hall.
1: Come yes. on. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. They're,
7: they're, on the, the town table. Table. they're all on the town table. Yes. If...
1: If you're drunk, you qualify for the town hall. <laughs> <laughs>
7: I just have one question. Who's got a
1: question? Semantics. Oh.
7: Okay.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do we have another question from the audience? Jeremy, Jeremy. please. Come Yay,
0: Mr. Jeremy, <laughs> <Mr>. Jeremy Lindblom.
9: <laughs> Hello. Do I need to like get my head in here. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's. (laughs) I did not mean to make that a crotch. (laughs) I apologize. I'm doing like 15 million things right here. So um, (laughs) I I don't actually know much about HTTP 2. Thanks for setting me up for that. (laughs) No problem. Uh, (laughs) Anytime. My question uh, circles back to kind of how and hypermedia stuff. So um, I think the designs behind hypermedia stuff is really cool in theory. But how do people actually consume those APIs in a way that uh, makes sense
0: and question. is easy? Excellent question. I All right. <laughs> consuming with Guzzle was the comment.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it depends on what you're using. Are you consuming it in JavaScript or in PHP? or P- Oh, in PHP, yeah, somebody else. This. <laughs> so, I think- uh, go
1: no. Mike, go. So I
2: think, again, you know, going back to the- Their design. Personally, I don't think that they're doing what they need to do. Uh, (laughs) I think that what we're going to see long term is not just a hypermedia spec that's here's a link, go to the URL, URI, or here's the action that's available. And with the action of what they can do, then I think the language can interpret it and say, okay, they want to do an edit on self, Let's go to this link. And it uses a put or patch.
4: Come back. No more questions.
9: Well, yeah, that's, that's
7: what i going
4: to Give a break. Give a break. So <laughs> I actually... Uh, where is it? Aaron
7: has
10: lost it. <laughs> I can't say that word on the podcast. <laughs> There's
0: nothing that hasn't been said already.
7: Yeah, oh. the maturity rating's already there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I dropped the first one, so we're good.
9: Oh <laughs> so actually I agree with what you said, Mike,
7: but right, sorry, then, sorry, sorry, I muted that mic. Continue. <laughs>
0: what? Okay. Wait, to, to so be fair, his answer didn't even, no one even heard Mike. Then. No, no, to, oh. <laughs> that's true. Okay. We should explain
9: what's here. you
1: go. Here. Let's okay, repeat so that. I think everyone's just watching Aaron laugh anyway. Man. <laughs>
0: hey, hold on. Sorry. We need to explain. I'm I, the I, mic. I I just so okay here's what happened Sarah Sarah was playing with her mic and it was making sounds so I had to mute it right so you're kind of swinging around I didn't want to like interrupt and be like hey you're playing with the mic so then
7: it's because she's a woman
0: no And then, whoa! Oh, no, now, wait a minute. That's just funked oh, up. Oh, no, and then my, my computer power cord wouldn't reach, so I pulled the table closer, and then it crushed Phil Sturgeon's foot. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's trying to be discreet about it, and I can't stop laughing this whole time. Mike's giving a serious response, and his, mic, his mute did it the whole time. So, talking about edit points. Just, just no, chop off the whole in the beginning. This
9: going into <laughs> Okay, so. Oh, but there's like a minute a all those
7: edit
0: so I wasn't saying, on the mic. Oh, oh, All anyway. oh, anyway. oh, okay. oh, <laughs> right, technical fun. All right, let's, let's get serious. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now.
2: Okay, just checking. I feel so special, by the way. Thank you. No, in regards to. Wait, which mic did you ask the question on? You are special.
7: This
2: one? This one. Go ahead ask your question again. No, that was on the other mic. Oh, okay. What was
7: the question? <laughs> <laughs> Give us the microphone, ask the question. Come on. How client
3: side?
2: Yeah, so I, I think the problem with uh, the hyperboot we have today is that it's too simplistic in a certain regard, where we send back and say, here's your how response. This is uh, you know, the general resource. Here's a link to that resource. We're not actually telling the client how to utilize that resource. And so I think what we need to see for that to happen with like PHP and other languages is to send back not just a resource, but action-based resources. So if you want to edit a user, give back a resource that's uh, explicit to edit, and then has that resource and says, here are the methods available for that. Here's the point of the patch. But but what
4: about if it's like a custom action and it doesn't fall into one of those things? How does the client then determine that? Like say for instance, uh, maybe it's an order and it's a uh, validate. uh, You you want to validate the uh, item is in stock, for instance.
2: Yeah, I mean I don't think we'll truly be able to. You know this one. (laughs) Here we go. Yes. Oh, go ahead.
1: I set you up. (laughs) Yes, you did. So.
8: My hold on. Is that Welcome, that, Mr. Luke
1: Stokes, to you. the panel. Like,
8: we, we, I've been working on a hypermedia API for FoxyCart for the last couple of years. And my idea is that the, the out-of-bounds information always exists. It doesn't go away. You store it somewhere. So my idea is the link relation. Tells you enough you need to know, and and with the How browser nicely enough that goes right to your documentation. The documentation tells the developer what to code to. They code to the link relationship, and the the link relationship has meaning in the documentation. So if it's a, like a status update kind of custom thing, the documentation tells you that, and the client, has, the developer has to figure that out some way. I can do a custom media type, and that might be an RFC that tells what that does, or I can do a link relationship that links to documentation, but somewhere. It has to be developed and discovered by the developer. So my idea is, it's like, hey, you can version by link relationships. You can do custom things by link relationships. But if we code to link relationships, that was my question earlier. Like, then it makes sense, and the documentation can tell a developer what to do. So as far as getting creative with how we consume that, it's going to be based on what we're doing. You know, it's like, it, it, how much informational, you know, value does that response need to have? Am I going to serialize it to some crazy object or not? It's like, well, iCal has meaning because of the RFC. If, if it's a custom thing for my system, then my documentation is going to tell you what to do. But either way, before I even make the request, I know what that link relationship is going to give me. And that's the value in that. And it's not AI. It's not some crazy magical thing. We're not there yet. Someday we might be. But until then, you read the documentation, you write your code to the link relationship, and you know what you're going to get.
4: Exactly. And what it's actually funny because I was thinking about this in terms of uh... – SDKs for libraries, you know, for APIs, and I thought, oh, this is stupid. But then when I started thinking about it, it allows you to basically say, okay, what are the meaningful actions? You give them meaningful names within the language. Underlying, underlying, it's going and actually using the link relationships in order to do that. But it abstracts it for the user so that they're only thinking of it in terms of their domain language. Yes. So-
7: I have a quick
3: follow-up question there. Before you follow up, really quick. Um, just we didn't just... invite Jeremy onto this town hall, but he's...
7: <laughs>
3: Let's do it. it. We didn't invite Luke either, but hey.
2: <laughs> Actually, I kind of did. <laughs> just just to, just to add to that, I, you know, I think there's so much that we can do right now where coders, developers have to be involved because you can only learn so much. I do think that specs like Rammel or Swagger, you guys should be using Rammel, uh, will help yeah. us with that as the machine can learn that.
8: If they code link relationships, they're not URLs.
2: But right, but, but but I think the other thing that really gets we don't take advantage of, uh, especially with the REST APIs, is code on demand. And I think that with time, when we have these hypermedia uh, text links, we'll actually get the code back and be able to incorporate that. Where instead of saying, okay, I need a developer to figure out how this works, you know, we'll be able to send some code back to handle that for us. Although before Anthony it, I think that there's always a security risk with that, so there's a lot that needs to be figured out.
12: Well, I, I would actually like to take that one step further, and even if you're not sending code back. Mm-hmm. Think of the security risks that are involved in all these relationships in the first place. I mean, there's a significant potential for abuse, and you're really, really trusting the person on the other side of that API to do what they're promising to do, to do what they said they're going to do, and to not code you into a corner. And I'm not saying that that's necessarily a bad thing, but I think that's something that we need to be cognizant of as we move down towards those roads.
4: Which is why your API should be over SSL.
12: But I mean, I mean, I mean that's yes, part of that, it. That, that helps a... you
4: establish the trust yeah, chain. It also means that, you
12: have to that... do rate limiting
4: on lots of things, too. Well,
9: yeah. Rate limiting is a solution to some of those problems, <laughs> for sure. We'll
12: see. <coughs> Are you okay? And Phil just died. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this moment's broken. <But> <laughs> my... <laughs> what the
7: fuck that? was that? Yeah. It
8: wasn't Booker's.
3: I thought it might have been mixed.
0: So for those of you who have never been to a PHP conference, it basically goes like this. We try to discuss serious things about PHP and fill drinks. Thank you.
1: <laughs> this is in no way is an endorsement of it's drinking so to at PHP conferences. Oh, showing what not we had to do. all chosen to do this with no peer pressure. There,
5: there's a reason the Rambo cast is never broadcast live.
9: <laughs> <laughs> so I did have a follow-up question. So we talked about like how – One of the ways to make PAL stuff usable is that there has to be some way to associate action names with it. But if you're doing that, aren't you essentially doing RPC?
4: (laughs) <laughs> do you want to go? Yeah, okay. I, I, yeah I mean, I, I have an answer, but I, you're like champing at the bit. Come
2: on. Come on. I'll, I'll <laughs> take it then. Uh, I don't think you're doing RPC. With RPC, you have a coupled URLs. Uh, you're saying this is what it is With the hypermedia, you're simply saying, here's a resource, and here's the actions for that resource. So okay. if you did an action-driven hypermedia text link, you could actually say, I want to add the user, give them the resource. Here's the uh, method that's being patched and put. Want to create a user, you can do the same uh, link with the post method. So I don't think you're telling a couple, I think you're providing more information for what they can actually do with that resource, with where they're at in the application state.
12: I'm going to play yeah. a complete and utter devil's advocate and say something that I completely and utterly don't believe. <laughs> but just to make a counterpoint to that, RPC doesn't need to be tied to a URL. I mean, that's what SOAP and WSDL was originally designed for. And it was a really, really horrible abstraction in the end. But for what it was designed for, the simple RPC case, I mean, that seems to solve half of the problems you just said. Is that wrong? What well, yeah. I mean, my
8: my thought on it is that that's what the hideous is. The HyperMute is the engine of application state where you can actually say, hey, as the server, as the domain, like king who understands this domain better than anyone, I'm going to tell the client a little bit about what they can do next. And that's the whole point of being able to be kind of smart about what you can do next. And and some of this discussion is is kind of the difference between siren and how. Siren gives you that action idea. Siren gives you a little more information to say, hey, this is where this this thing I'm giving you has some context to it. This class, I think is what they call it. You know, this, this class, it means something. But Again, back to what I said before, the link relationship tells you that before you even make the request, you have to know what you're about to do. And like you're saying, you have to trust the server's going to give you that resource back that means something to you. And and the developer it's not magic. The AI isn't there yet. The developer has to know, hey, this is what I'm gonna get back. And and one of the things that I, I I hope more API developers think about, and we, we talked about earlier about how the client's gonna evolve. Really, it's on the API server to help the client evolve by saying I know a lot about this system and I'm going to give you information that's going to bubble all the way up to user interface. So if, if the context changes, that link relationship may not be there. There might be a new link relationship you need to know about. That kind of information is we can make the server smart about the response and, and then again the Hadios is going to tell the client what to do next, that's going to bubble all the way to user interface. So whereas you're structuring your hierarchy of your data and your API, you're thinking about how is this actually going to be used. Sure, there's things you know, serendipity, things you haven't thought about. That's going to happen too. But you want to be able to say, to use this API correctly, you should be thinking in terms of these steps and this hierarchy, because that's how the data lends itself to.
3: And that gets away from the whole soap argument. that's awesome. Yeah, right. To to whack it back around the soap, because stuff. uh, Go on, Davey. What are you saying? I I, I feel like videos
5: and 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 all that kind of thing, hypermedia. It was billed as. Auto-discovery. auto-discovery. Like, we would never have to write another client, it would be magic. And uh, I think as we've gone and used that, we've, we've discovered that just can't be the case.
4: Yeah, I, I would actually say that it's uh, exactly the opposite in practice. It's actually being explicit about what's available and what you can actually call versus hmm, magic auto-discovery. Let's see if we can make it work. Uh, I would say if you want magic auto-discovery, use you know XMRPC list methods or something. Could, that gives you everything right off the bat. This is actually taking it to the very discrete action level. It's very granular. So what can I do next from here? I'm at this state. What are the possible states I can transition to? And for that, it's very manual. And it's giving you that information, but you as a developer now have to know what to do with the information.
3: I think uh, a a quick thing is uh, I think one of the kind of the everything's going to be magical and wonderful from this point on and uh, APIs are going to solve all our problems for us kind of thing. It is it's kind of how it was built. It's one of those situations where some people learn a little bit about something and then they go and give talks at conferences talking about the thing without really knowing what the fuck they're talking about, and it happens far too often.
7: Um, no, 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 I know. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh
3: no, I'm but, uh, <laughs> but like they, they give, you know, they, they give a talk about a thing that they just learned about, or they write a blog post about a thing they just learned about without really understanding the use. Um, and and it's been all like, for years. oh, but from, I've been doing that since I was, you knows? but 14 last week, how dare you? So, um, so one of the things that ends up happening is that people talk about these magical, wonderful things of, of Helios and that, you know, the API will be self-discovering and wonderful and perfect, but that's not really what it's meant to be. It's not, it's not ever meant to be like you can write this one bit of code and then your code will work forever, regardless of changes and regardless of anything else. Um, It's more about, it's really nice to be able to look at a API response and without you knowing any of the uh, business logic that goes into the response that you just got, you know what actions you can take next. So if you're looking at some sort of document and I've been trying really hard for the last minute that I've been slowly making my point to work out a perfect example and I've got nothing because I might be a bit drunk. (laughs) But there are, sometimes you get a big old JSON response. You've got all this crazy stuff. I work for a company. I work for a company that's all about like uh, you can you know, carpooling and all this crazy stuff. Uh, you can you can based on these 25 different bits of JSON data, a, a ride might be active, inactive, expired, canceled or something else. Um, and, and, and you can do these other 100,000 things in response based on what's going on. So if we, were to, if we were to completely ignore the, the, the third or fourth whatever level of, of the um, rest maturity model, um, third, <laughs> right. It's the fourth one. Yeah. It's just number three, and it's the it's fourth program, one. Right? <laughs> uh, it's like episode six. Moving on. If, you were, one, ignore, two, three, if you were to ignore the very top level of the Richardson and Security model – uh, maturity model um, then you look at that information you get this whole blob of data and you've got ones and fives and sevens and strings and all this random stuff um and you have no idea what that means unless you're involved and you're probably really in the company and you've been in the meetings that i missed and i got confused about it unless you know everything that's going on with the business domain logic then you don't know what you can do next. You don't know if you can cancel that ride yet or whether that cancelling is gonna cost you $5. You, you can't cancel it. There's all these different things that are happening. So the whole hatios, the how linking to other things isn't meant to be some magical, we can always just use this API forever and everything that ever happens is gonna be great. It's meant to be, here are your current options. Ignoring, ignoring exactly what the JSON document is, here are your next choices, does that make sense? Yeah, no,
12: there's one little clarification I want to make here, or not clarification, one little point. There's two levels that we're talking about here. There is the communication level, the protocol level, which Hadios and all of this does very, very well and can self-describe back and forth very well. And then there's the application level, which it doesn't do at all. I mean, it kind of gives you the link of data, but you really need to know the documentation. You really need to know the domains that you're dealing with as a programmer in order to be able to interact. And the reason I bring up that that meta level split is because there's actually a great um, example of this self-discovery that's already in practice that a lot of people use today, which are the Google API client libraries, which actually do self-discover and change over time. Now, the API that you're dealing with, the actual objects that you're using and the methods you're calling don't change, but the underlying protocol is changing because there may be bug fixes, or they may need an additional piece of metadata in a specific API call, so they're able to actually co-generate the code underneath to handle the same abstraction at the high level, but change what's happening behind the scenes subtly.
3: Do Google APIs use self-discovery because every single week they change so drastically that your code doesn't work anymore? No. Just to add one more point
2: to, to what Phil was talking no about. No bias. But, you know, the uh, self-discovery, uh, or our discovery, I think we, and you guys can call me on this, make fun of me, but I'm I'm gonna make a call. I think we have to remember that APIs are still very young. You know, back in 2005, we had 500 public APIs.
1: Uh, I'm
7: sorry,
2: Paul. Paul Jones joined us and immediately caused a party foul.
8: What the hell? They have to use this room for a wedding in the morning. What
1: have you done? You are being ejected, Mr. Jones. Whoa. Keeping the puns I high. Nuts. <laughs> keeping track. Jeremy P. Jones over there.
4: <laughs> oh, it's not. The PM is Pun Master Jones. Is that what we're going I like for?
7: Yeah. Welcome to Pun Town
2: Hall. Yeah, I'm all for puns, but that, that's too much for me. But yeah, so I I think what we're looking at is you know, APIs are still very young. You know, in two thousand five we had like five hundred public APIs, two thousand ten it was like ten thousand APIs, or two thousand thirteen it was ten thousand APIs. And that just means that REST is finally getting utilized. I'm still like live, I'm not muted, right? I can hear you. Okay, I'm just checking. Not yet. yet. So I think as we see APIs evolve, as we see the technology used in more and more, and as we see things include like uh, you know, code on demand, I think we'll start to see more auto discovery and more uh, self-correcting applications, self-healing applications. But I think we're still ways down the road. But I think someday it's going to happen. It'll be called Skynet. Yeah, I was going to say, um, why
0: don't we switch gears a little bit and just kind of turn this laptop around that way forever for the rest of this thing and then just get the mics going for all you guys who are here at um, Sunshine PHP and just talk a little bit about, like, I, I thought it would be a good idea if we talk, said, like, one thing we learned from a speaker
3: this week. Don't go and around try to talk. time. They've said nothing like useful campfire. the entire time I've been here. I don't – What? That was a joke, but no one <laughs> knows. <laughs> now I feel bad. You feel, feel bad? I feel really bad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so uh, yeah, let's just. Uh, and I also I wanna I wanna if you're watching live, if you're like one of the two people actually watching, uh, I'm posting our Davey. Google Hangout. Our thing. viewers are Davey. and uh, so you guys can join us as well and kind of be here not just in spirit but in digitalness with ones and zeros. And uh, I'm posting that uh, in just a second. So you guys be thinking because I'm gonna turn this around. Just we'll hand the mics out and like well it'll just be one giant round table. And you know maybe you got a topic that you want to talk about. Maybe we can all just kind of bring something up
3: and like make. And we have an entire three minutes to do this. Yep, we got three. <laughs> because that hot tub is cooling off. <laughs> no, you can. You can go, it'll be informal.
0: We might lose this guy, but you know we'll have other people come in. It'll be good. So. I'm. I'm posting the tweet. Join the. Convert
5: I have a question.
7: Sanction. I have a
0: question. <laughs>
5: Wait, who's Davy? This is, this is directed
3: at you, Phil. Uh, when, when can I actually be on the real town, real
7: town
3: hall? Oh. Never. Over my dead body, so give it a week. Two horrible
1: accents is way too many horrible accents.
3: You're on it right
12: now, so this counts. No, no, this doesn't Forever. count.
10: This isn't actually getting published, right? <laughs> Please.
3: Larry Garfield just left.
1: He has yet to have the shame to not publish. And I have that one on my podcast.
3: Oh, Larry hey. Larry. Hey. Larry Garfield just returned. It's okay, I'd say about what I said about him, I'm sorry. He have in this oh. That is the first pun that Jeremy has said all weekend that I didn't hate disgustingly. That was a cracking pun, so well played. Well played. Ah. The cracking thing was a mistake. I didn't actually realize I was making I guess, it. Larry, do you want to come and join us? We've been talking yeah. about APIs and anybody code Anybody who, who wants to join... We're all... also entering hour seven of the podcast, so if you'd like to yeah. come and...
0: Seriously, um, anybody who's got anything they want to discuss, I don't even hear me on the thing. Oh, I'm, I'm number four. Here we go. Now we can hear me. Um, yeah, so if you guys have anything you want to say, I know you guys... Anybody, just come I, on. It's again. a big round table.
10: Does my arm not – does my arm not, oh, not come? It's a discussion. Let's just talk. I just top. wanted to say that I did learn something this weekend, and what I learned is that British people can't pronounce H correctly, and I was just hoping that Phil would say HTTP just one more time.
3: HTTP. I have, I have a problem with this. Just be I don't be know what you're talking about. Davey ain't British. He can fuck off with that. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to the Midlands. Oh, hang on. Hang on. Sorry. So one wonderful thing about British people... Sorry, I forgot that I have a microphone. Um, one wonderful thing about British people is that we all talk completely differently to me uh, to each other. Um, I can walk for eight miles and not know what the fuck they're saying uh, back in my country. Um, so Welsh people are really fucking different. Uh, so I've already said HTTP, and that's how we sound in Bristol. And now he's going to give it a little go from the Welsh angle. Hey. hey, Davey. Hey, Davey. Hey, it's not just Davey. Who's this? Who, Check uh, it out. Hey, Trevor's here. Hey, Trevor.
8: Whoa! Well, hey.
1: How so about Trevor that?
8: <laughs> so, are we ready? HTTP. <laughs> Thank you.
5: Oh, it's a pleasure writing. Oh, really that was is. wonderful. HTTP. What's, What's the, the problem? Bullshit. I'm
12: not British. HTTP. <laughs> I'm not British, because uh, I have an entry. It's the Huttatappa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jersey. Or or, or if you're using SSL, it's the hut of the pose.
11: <laughs> I have a question for the panel. Um, JSON XML, discuss. No. Please.
3: <laughs> Why? I don't even know what there is to say. Why would you even?
12: If you need a schema, use XML. If you don't need a schema, don't use XML.
3: Why? So um,
12: then you go join IBM.
3: I've actually got a question i I like to ask myself for my podcast. Um,
1: I deal with this all the time, people. <laughs> this is
3: my life. <laughs> no, I'm actually I'm actually not going to answer this one. Um, but it is about a. I don't believe you. Might. <laughs> so. All right, calm down, Vice. So. <laughs> So one of the one of the one of the common uh, things that comes up in API development that I've noticed, and I chat to other API developers, and I chat to people uh, like Mike, who's chatting about best practices, and chat to all these people that are talking about how to make APIs and make them good. Everyone's saying REST is a great way of going. Hey, it's someone being a dick, and it's not me? What's going on? <laughs>
6: Is right. your favorite number seven? No. You remember that time you got to the point? It
1: was now.
7: <laughs>
1: you guys suck. All right. I know I you we love friends. your accent, but we don't love your accent.
3: I'll start talking American. Murga <laughs> Get her done. I'm introducing a complex fucking situation. I can't just do that in four seconds. Holy
0: shit. You're, a,
3: you're only smart enough to understand things that happen in a five-second sentence, but I'm trying to introduce a complex point. Anyway, okay. that's how fucking angry I am.
10: He just tried to kick over the table for the viewers at
3: home. Table flip. That shit, if you don't let me finish my point. So, one of the complex things we've, uh, that I've been through uh, as a REST developer, as an API developer, is that everyone's trying to make an API and they're trying to make it self documented. They're trying to make it really like, clear what their responses are, they're trying to document the whole thing. Um, hilariously, over time, things like Rammel will be mentioned by Mike. Uh, Rammel uh swagger api blueprint all these different systems are being introduced to help us document an api and the responses and the requests and what they are and it sounds a fucking lot like we're trying to recreate wistels so does anyone have any any input like rest is amazing because you don't need wistels but then also we're trying to recreate wistels them spot on that yeah i know contentious as fuck
12: I think part of the.
8: This is why I like how, because how is not a structured system. It's, it's very basic as to what it does. And it leaves everything else up to the application domain logic. So it's like you don't have to get too complicated with it. It just does this. If you are you can parse that, you're good to go. So I, I, that's why I don't like JSON schema. That's why I don't like you know all these other systems. That it's like we already have RPC and WSDL and all that. We don't want to recreate that. We don't want tight coupling. The whole point of a great hypermedia Hadios REST system is that there's loose coupling. The client and the server can evolve independently. That's part of their constraint. If you don't have that... Strong constraint, then it's like, what's the point? You know. So when a, we, we serve up a, a how response, we don't say it's a specific, you know, this resource. It's just a how response. And you read the documentation, you get value out of it. You can modify it. You can change it. I can add new properties. But it's not this tight constraint. I agree with you. I've had that same frustration when people are like, oh, it's going to do all this crazy stuff. And it's like, well, then we already did that. We're reinventing what we're trying to get away from.
12: What's the point of that? You know. We we do that all the time. That's I think what we call programming.
9: Yes.
12: So yeah, <laughs> I have to respond to that. Went back to ten.
2: I have to respond to that. because I'm wearing the Rammel shirt really quick, uh, just to talk about the specs. We have to understand why the specs were created. Swagger was not created to be a whistle, to be a contract negotiator. It was uh, created to be a documentation tool to make documentation easier for developers. Uh, and that's what kind of led to uh, RAML, which was designed to be the RESTful API modeling language. And that goes with uh, Dr. Roy Fielding's idea that we're really suck at design. You know, It's really easy to make an API that you can use for a month, two months, a year. What happens if you need to extend the API? How are you make it flexible enough that it's thought out long term? And that's really what the specs are for, was for the long term modeling development. And then using that same spec for documentation, interaction, testing to reduce the workload, not create more. So
13: So um, um, So I think think part of the thing that people sometimes forget is that REST is not supposed to be completely self-documenting. It's not supposed to be a system where a program that knows nothing about an API can look at it and know everything there is to know. That's not actually the intent. It's It's not supposed to be magic. The idea is low overhead for defining the pieces and you know, you, the system automatically knows the relationships. What's on the other end of that relationship and how to deal with the content, how to deal with the payload, that's not part of it being REST. You can have an arbitrarily defined, undocumented uh, payload, and it still be REST, or it can be documented in whatever format you feel like. The important part of REST is link relationships that you can rely on, and you don't care about specific IDs to randomly you know, dig into the database. That's it. All this other stuff about, you know, f- formally defining all of the properties of an object has value. Has you know, situations where it's okay, but that is not a prerequisite for something being rest.
3: That's
5: so, uh, as 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 one of the authors of the um, the first kind of whistle generator in PHP, <laughs> uh, I'd like to defend whistle. Um, I can't, but I'd like to. I'd like to. <laughs> Um it's a terrible terrible thing and I think anytime we have complex systems we do need to describe them somehow. Um, it sounds like Rammel is definitely a better way to go than than whistle ever was. The was. Uh, also please don't shake the whiskey that's a horrible
3: thing. Oh
7: my god. <laughs> <laughs> Just, that's all right, it's good.
3: So so one thing <laughs> and good. Oh, go on. No I mean I've said one or two things already so fast. No
10: way.
3: Uh, I was going to say that the bourbon was good. <laughs> The bourbon is good.
10: The bourbon's fantastic.
7: <laughs>
3: and Phil I just got Jeremy, I, don't, out. I don't know what Jeremy just said, but I think he's been drinking for five days straight, so I don't understand anyone. Like you
7: haven't.
3: I've been drinking for three days straight. And
7: how
9: many of those
5: days? Worst con is the conference that never ends.
3: I've, only once was I questioned by the police about my antics. Um, so uh no, I completely forgot my point, Sarah, just get the shit out of my point. So, Jeremy. <laughs> Edit point, McCullough. please. Did you did – you, What? Is, can you – I'm putting you on the spot. What
0: is one thing you learned in this conference?
1: Serious thing, Jeremy McCullough. Uh,
10: <laughs>
1: serious time. Oh, God. Good luck.
0: <laughs>
1: Come on. Make it real.
10: Why did you pick him for a serious answer? <laughs> I,
11: I learned I learned that Aaron has an amazing budget for slide design.
3: That is so true. <laughs> So I guess I remember my point, which was. Phil uh, <laughs> Sturgeon, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We'd also like to welcome our seventy-eighth guest to the to the Town Hall podcast, which is Paul Jones. Now, um, uh, my my point being that, like, whilst I know, whilst I know that the, a big benefit of rest is that you don't need a wisdom, uh the reason I brought it up, like, I asked the question, knowing it. But um, I, I asked the question, uh, with, with Rest you don't need a Wisdle. Uh, with, with Soap you, you have to have a whistle there to be able to use that shit, and that's just how it works. But with Rest you don't need a whistle, but you also kind of want to make one afterwards. And we end up in this weird situation where but you can use it really easily, but then we have no way of describing what any of that shit is, or what it does, or how it works. And then you try and make this documentation, and you can kind of keep it up to date for a while, but then you kind of have to make this other model somehow. And then we've got Emerson and and fucking Ramo and Siren and shit. Okay.
12: Let, let let me, because I have I have an I have a, an honest point to bring out here. We keep trying to layer on complexity onto our systems so that way we can treat them simply, right? But we keep. And we keep Jeremy drop. Okay, this is just getting. Jeremy drop. Jeremy, okay. Instead of mic drop, it was a Jeremy drop. Um, but no, we, we keep laying on all of this. <laughs> Okay. Jeremy just hurt himself.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Jeremy, Jeremy, carry on. Down
12: here, you need to be like... Sorry for the
3: confusion. Carry on. Try to get on my
12: level. I do have a... (laughs) It's not
11: much... I I do have a question when when I... Go ahead.
12: So my point is, we keep layering all this complexity because we're getting away from these simple... Jesus (laughs) Christ.
10: In his defense, he's having the cramp very quietly. (laughs) It's all of you that are making noise.
7: <laughs> so so sorry, Welcome to the PS3
1: Town Hall. We are the most professional fucking <laughs> podcast you've ever listened to.
0: I agree. This is this is officially a town hall. We broke
1: broken Sarah. There is no longer a round table happening. It's it was legitimate crap.
7: All time
8: i <laughs> left the house.
3: Or a sea or a pool or anything. I've <laughs> <laughs> been <unleashed the> <laughs> no, no, drinking basil. your company.
11: So I had a joke, but it's not going to top whatever just happened. So here, you can have the mic back.
1: I are mean, you swelling on the floor
11: like
12: a fish? Let, let, me, actually make a, let me actually make a real point here. Okay. So we keep layering all these layers of complexity because we don't have simple systems. We're trying to build simple systems by adding more complexity to try to expose simplicity. Why can't we take a step back and look at what was built in the 1960s and 1970s by Bell Labs with Unix and the Unix systems where you have these very, very tiny systems that do very, very simple and small things yet allow you to build these incredibly massive and incredibly powerful tool um, operations to work on real-world data? Like we, we, I don't know. I just feel like we keep building all of these multi-letter acronyms of these ridiculously big um, systems to try to describe concepts when what I think we should be doing is trying to strip away all that garbage and just get down to the core of things. So this is why I'm being <laughs> safe. Okay, okay Grandpa. The and
0: okay, Grandpa.
12: Okay, Grandpa. <laughs> Hey, I walked uphill both ways to get to the server back in my day.
3: Stop it, Junior. There's a huge oh, to ask questions somewhere. into the microphone when you have a question.
1: All right, so in response to that, though, I would say maybe in the PHP... Oh, fuck this.
10: <laughs> is there any amount of editing... Oh, this is fucked up. Oh, fuck my this God. shit, Mike. Fucked up. Is there any amount of editing that can too. possibly save this? No. Zero. No, there's no
1: fucking prayer. This is prayer. not thing. Really they
5: don't invite That's me on the role. town hall. It yeah. must
10: me
1: way too much with our editor. It's Did
7: like you just get
10: unsponsored? Does that mean you have to pay Rove back for the for the drinks? Is Rove paying for the editing? That's
1: all up
3: for that. Don't forget to hire Rove for all your PHP needs. We are the kick-ass PHP developers. If there's one thing I've learned at Sunshine, it's... Rover, excellent. Thank you. Most professional. And this sponsorship request was made by a man wearing sunglasses at, at 9 p.m., roughly 10 o'clock oh, 10 th- on a very oh dark evening. No, no, Holy shit! Inside. <laughs> I
1: started early. All right. So this has turned into a Zoom performance. A real question. All right. Okay. So in response to what Anthony said, which was serious, I think there's been a movement for that, maybe outside of the PHP community, but I would definitely say Node and Go communities have really moved towards distributed small services that do one small thing and do it well. And I think there's been a real push for that there. Maybe that hasn't made it to the whole overall design architecture thing that we see in like HTTP spec and things that kind of govern all languages. But I think there are communities that do push that, and there's some, that's something we can definitely
12: do in PHP with a concerted effort. So you, you couldn't see me on video, uh, but I violently agree.
3: This is a new one for us people. Oh, yeah. Anthony Ferrer has been on uh, three to four uh, town halls in the past, and usually we scream at each other, and then a week later we go for a beer and apologize. But uh, this is – we actually agreed about something. This, this is, is the first time me and Anthony that agreed. agreed. I
1: enjoy it. Except for what beer we should order. Right. So I'm so going to propose I, something
3: I, to the entire group here and uh, I think that this currently might be an absolute shit show. <laughs> <laughs> so my, yeah, Davey agrees. Thanks, uh, thanks for checking in there Davey with you with, with your face laugh. Steez. #steez. Little bit of And also fuck you Davey for not laughing at my joke. So Look, <laughs> you haven't told one yet. <laughs> So my follow up point might be let's see how many of the people right here can fit in that hot tub and let's call it a fucking day. How do you feel? How do you
0: feel? Any last any last final words? I'm jealous. I, I can be there in four hours. Oh
11: no, I won't take this one. That's horrible. Well Cal left, right? Unfortunately. Um <laughs> Daddy left. Uh I wanted to reiterate something he said in the closing argument with the closing keynote that uh, I was hoping he could say, is um, we have a really great community. And taking back from what you said, what I learned is I learned that I saw people that were really passionate about like professionals are really passionate about what they do every day speak. But I also saw people that were really passionate about like pet project speak. It may have been their first time talking. Hey, guys. And in the reading what Cal said as well,
12: hey, guys. Uh, you what need to get involved in
11: your local users group. <laughs>
12: Hi, Hi, guys. Hey, guys. He, he's making like an actual major legit I was, point. I was going to,
10: like, cry and everything. Mean, we
12: were please continue. You're saying on.
10: something serious, guys.
8: Um. Why do you have to ruin every <laughs> night today? Why can't we have one nice
10: thing? This is beautiful? definitely right. why we can't have nice things.
11: Please, please continue. Uh, I just want to read you what he said, but he wasn't here to say it for him. Uh, get involved in your local user group. And get involved in conferences, and if you like something, speak about it, and eventually get to come in and see all of us.
1: That's that was it. The best fucking interview. Yeah. Good well, job, sorry, thank well, you, sorry. sir. We were over. That was our fucking mic drop, Steve. Steve. I actually want to bring up a serious
7: topic. Who, who invited an, an audience member down. that wasn't that a douchebag?
3: Because I didn't understand that why that drop. just happened.
6: That is a mic drop, Let's go. And, uh,
0: Thanks for joining us today for the PHP Hi. Town Hi. Hall, not PHP Roundtable ta- round it, Podcast. PHP
3: <laughs> Round Hall. It's PHP Round Hall.
0: Come on. The, the, the episode that will never be published on yeah. any other of our websites. I'm just kidding. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, we'll Do it we'll do it again. We'll try it again maybe tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks, Trevor and Davy. Wow, somebody almost split their head open here. We missed you guys. Wish you could be here with us.
12: Sarah just literally did a mic drop of Mike. It was oh, brilliant. She dropped Mike.
9: She dropped Mike Rowe. Why? Why did she do this?
7: Oh, they literally
0: dropped Mike. That was the mic drop. They picked up Mike and picked and dropped him.
12: No. Ask
2: for the... oh. We'll go for the bike drop.
12: Yeah. <laughs>
2: nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think I heard something.
12: Oh, Sorry,
13: I missed it. Bye, guys. Bye. See, ya. Bye. See ya.
0: Peace. The PHP Roundtable is recorded live using Google Hangouts On Air. If you'd like to get more information about the live broadcasts, visit phproundtable.com. While you're on the site, join the mailing list to get notified about the next live episode. And hey, maybe even join the conversation at the roundtable. We'd love to hear what you have to say. The PHP Roundtable logo was designed by Clint McManaman, and you can find him at mcmanaman.co. That's M-C-M-A-N-A-M-A-N dot Thanks for listening. I'm Sammy K. Powers, and I hope you'll join us for the next episode.